0: Be a pro with AC Pro.
1: Major League Baseball is here to stay right here. This project is a home run and means so much more to us than sports. 40 years that we have been waiting for promises that were made. Well, we're waiting no longer. This is what the community was promised. And this is what we will accomplish. This is what progress looks like. And our rays are here to stay. Welcome to our new podcast series, Here to Stay. Today, our latest segment is with Evel Colas, founding principal of Storin Studio for Architecture. I'm your host, Neil Solons. Evel Colas and Storin are tasked with making the historic gas plant district into a 20 minute neighborhood. We started by discussing his background and that of his company.
0: I should start with our practice. Store and Studio is headquartered here in St. Petersburg, Florida. And we call ourselves sort of a group of architects, uh, urbanists and product designers. And we're, we're very interested in the sort of intersection of design and public policy so as a practice we're we're committed to civic engagement and looking at strategies for how design can uh, promote certain communities if i think about my personal experience and how it eventually relates to this project when when my family moved to the states in the early 80s we were we were thrilled to be at the states and we actually lived in irvington new jersey um neil if, if you know it sort of Southwest of Newark, and at that time we 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 lived in um, affordable housing, and we're great. It was great to be housed, but when we sort of stepped out of our door, the only uses there were sort of like a check cashing store, a liquor store, or what have you. And so there wasn't much outside of living affordability. There wasn't much of sort of economic opportunity. And for me as an architect, when I think about neighborhoods, I'm thinking about full ecosystems and how. Uh, folks are supported. So in a way, that kind of driver and this amazing project with the Rays staying here in St. Pete, and not only are they going to bring a world-class brand new ballpark, but also redevelop um, a balance of 64 acres. The idea of designing a neighborhood that's a proper ecosystem with not only affordable living, but living opportunities and economic opportunities is incredibly interesting to us as a practice. So our role here, uh, since we've been able to serve St. Pete for the past eight years as architects, is to make sure that this project is a true neighborhood, that it has the sensibilities of St. Pete. Uh, It'll also sort of meet the voices and required of the community as we sort of celebrate incredible Rays baseball games.
1: All that said, based on your focus, how is, let's say, the story of the gas plant neighborhood helping really inform the design of this development project?
0: One of the things we we learned, we've had a, a few dinners with a, a few of the descendants who used to live on this site when it was either Cooper's Quarters and Cooper's Quarters became the gas plant. When we when we sat with them, as they were talking about their stories, they mentioned how the neighborhood itself, that within a five-minute walk, you can find your essential uses. You know, you can go to a communal a communal fish fry, you can go and see your dentist, perhaps your neighbor would ask you how you're doing as you're going along a walk towards Booker Creek. And as they were talking about these things, Neil, it, it sort of came into our mind as uh, an entire design team, um, our team, uh, Ginsler being the master plan architect, about this concept of a 20-minute neighborhood. So this 20-minute neighborhood is overlaid in this redevelopment that we're doing. So within a 20-minute walk, bike ride, or even wheelchair accessibility, you're going to find Living uses, from generational uses, from daycare all the way to senior living. You're going to find incredible amounts of green space, at least 14 acres that we're treating as pocket parts. So they're very St. Pete-like. And we like the fact that everything could be within a walk, bike, ride, or wheelchair accessibility, because it's our first act of keeping it sort of a, a passive, sustainable measure and not relying on the car through, through it out throughout it all. And I think when we started thinking about the complete ecosystem and everything being within 20 minutes, it had everything to do with us understanding the vibrancy of the, of the historic gas plant and trying to re-implement that with our project. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: And you've touched on this to a degree, but can you maybe describe, let's say, some of the sections within the district that would exist and some of the features that our listeners can expect to see?
0: Sure, I think if we start just uh, at the heart of it, which we we call the intersection of the Game Day Street and an Entertainment District, which of course will first and foremost bring in our world class new ballpark that we are hopeful, if all goes well, to be playing in April twenty twenty eight, and that ballpark would of course hold uh, about thirty five thousand people, and we. As a team and populist, sort of main uh, ballpark architect, has a term that the, b- the ballpark itself will be a pavilion. Pavilion, meaning it reaches out to the community, not only to give you a world class experience as you're coming into one of the 81 games that were being played here in the heart of St. Petersburg, but also in non game days, the pavilion reaches out and not only provide basic shading for any outdoor events. It also pulls you in if you were to have a picnic or any corporate events towards the outer edge of it. And right across sort of that area where we're talking about this entertainment district, you'll have a a music venue that could hold anywhere between 2,000 to 4,000 seated. So that's really about bringing world-class performers into in St. Pete and providing a real charge as an entertainment district. And then also as a community benefit in some of the non let's say, performance days. It can be used as a, a community asset for some of our youth who are interested in lighting or or stage reading or, or any kind of the, the background that comes into making a performance. This could be used as an educational space. And that will also be anchored by a new African-American museum, uh, which we're thoroughly excited about. So not only do we have entertainment. We have baseball, but we also have some cultural institutions to talk more about the story of African-Americans in the state of Florida and also African-Americans in St. Petersburg proper. And then two incredible amenities that go throughout our city, but we're interested in what what happens to them when they touch our site. One is the Pinellas Trail, 58 miles, but as it goes through our site, most of the buildings that we're doing now will be facing the trail. So you have a, a quite active bike ride or jog as you're walking along the trail. And the ground floor retail is going to be thoroughly exciting from scales of the mom and pop store all the way to larger storefronts. So there's always a variety there. And then secondly, our wonderful Booker Creek, not only from environmental stewardship, will it be restored, but will stay within the Booger Creek will stay the same side, but the out, outer banks themselves will be wider and there'll be parks to make it more of a green thoroughfare. So now you have a destination that balances this tremendous amount of building with green space, which is a very St. Pete thing. Our our city has an interesting stat that with, within 90% of our city, within a half mile, there's a, there's a pocket park. So we want to keep that sort of breathability with green versus built. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com.
1: You've touched on some of it, but what excites you maybe most about the project? I think
0: first and foremost, it's incredible that our MLB team is going to be here for the next 20 to 50 years. The Rays being here in our market is incredible as a community asset and their, their corporate sponsorship and the community sponsorships is just, it's just great. So that really excites me. But under the sort of partnership of Rays and Hines and the creativity that both entities have to not only... Bring in these world-class uses, these excuse me, these world-class uses, but also balance that with these incredible community benefits. So I mentioned earlier on that in that particular city in Irvington, but Irvington doesn't stand alone. There's a lot of American cities that sort of only focus on one issue and not the overall ecosystem. It's incredible that Ray's and Hines, at least in this project, wants this to be a beacon to not only do development, but equitable development where all demographics can see themselves here. And as an architect, you know, we typically get to design a vertical building at a time, but this is really a neighborhood. So we're designing the spaces in between. And that really, really uh, keeps me up at night in a very good way. You you
1: touched on the importance of green space. How does this become a place really for all outside the ballpark in that regard?
0: Yeah. So to, to us, this is a uh, an incredible, important strategy. We, we believe that folks filter into different uses. So for instance, when you have a green space that is next to a retail space, you perhaps may have someone who might just come and have a picnic with their family. And then eventually they come often enough that they might grab a coffee or grab a donut in the retail space but they can always feel as if they belong, right? It's not simply a building and you either have to go in or to buy or you have to leave. So it's really about accepting folks in a filtered way through spatial making. So the idea of a green space for you to feel like you belong is key. And you just can't have one big green space, uh, which, which is not active, that's not interesting. They have to be pockets, right? So in and, and one portion you might have a green space where if you live there, you may be able to walk your dog. At uh, another portion, you might have a green space after an incredible baseball game. If you just sort of want to uh, relax and debrief about how well we're doing, you might just have a pocket underneath some shade where you can enjoy. Or you have an incredible green space that's active where you can have corporate events. So it's really about multiple scales. And then back to green space and the history of the site, we're we're very keen to the fact that there was an existing cemetery here, uh, that, which was the Oak Lawn memorial. And that, that is going to become a green space that is a memorial. So it's, it's a bit more quiet. It's a bit more reflective in understanding what was here before us. Uh, so the green space has sort of diverse uses all across. And um, I, I believe it's a way for folks to understand the and site and, and filter how they become more and more comfortable and make it their own home.
1: And you gave an example of Connecting this to St. Petersburg's past, but how do you see this vision overall bringing the entire St. Petersburg community together?
0: I think one is in terms of the incredible, let's say, economic opportunities. If this project were to go through, there is approximately 40,000 jobs. And and we understand that not only are these jobs there, but there needs to be an incredible uh, pipeline starting with. As we spoke to the community, starting with you know zero to five years old so the idea of having proper daycare or supporting existing daycares is incredibly important so our children are being raised properly as as parents work and then the idea of coming from elementary all the way to either a trade school or a university so having a proper pipeline which we have portion of our the $50 million additional equity that's going to go towards supporting these things. And then at the professional level, getting small businesses, women-owned businesses and minority-owned businesses are prepared to take a full advantage of this $6.5 billion of construction. So there's also uh, funds that are about supporting that pipeline. I believe if we're thinking about the pipeline, credible demographic of St. Pete will be touched by this project. And not only that, if you think about the project spatially, we're not only focusing on our 86 acres, but we're looking at how our 86 acres can affect surrounding neighborhoods. One of the things we find most interesting is towards the south, we're doing the 16th Street underpla- underpass plaza, which connects the Campbell car excuse me, connects the Campbell Park, which will allow you to have a physical connection with South Saint Pete. Um, so we're we're also extending. Uh, thoroughfares um, towards the west as we connect to the Warehouse Arts District and towards the north as we connect to uh, the Edge Business business District and even towards the southeast as we uh, relate with programming with the Innovation District. So in in a way, we've always seen this site as a a hub, if you will, and uh, incredible spokes that will be surrounding it because of the amount of work that we're doing.
1: Edward, we certainly appreciate the depth into which you have detailed the, your involvement in the project and Storins, and we look forward to chatting with you again soon.
0: Thank you, Neil, for, for this time and go race.
1: Thanks so much to Errol Colas for joining us on the latest of our series, Here to Stay. Thanks so much for being with us, and we'll talk with you soon.